what's up everyone welcome back to the baldy curls podcast we are two natural beauties talking relationships between self life and everything in between i'm rihanna aka rolling with Bree, and i'm the bald goddess on today's episode we have josiah thank you for coming on to the show Um, i'm I'm glad to be here oh oh. (laughs) i'm ready the voice is it i Um, swear (laughs) before we get into today's topic could you let the people know who you are in your own words yeah um i'm josiah as you said i am one of the four members of the yardstick podcast and um i've known rihanna and susan for quite a quite a while Mm. we're good people i know they're good people so yeah I'm excited to be here. Excited to talk about what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, perfect. So before we get into a bit, you know, deep down into our conversation with you today, our first question to you is, what is your relationship with women in general? So however you choose to break that down, go for it. That's a good question. It's one that I... I feel like most men should think about as well um, as they're going through life. Because I think a lot of the time we get caught up with what the guys are saying and what they're talking about when it comes to women, etc. But in terms of my my own relationship with women, I would say it's a positive one. Um, That's because mainly I grew up with a lot of women surrounding me because my mum's side is all focused in the UK. Dad's side is in like America and Jamaica. Mm. Um, and my mum's got two sisters here and then of course I've got my nan and then my one aunt's daughter is also a woman as well so there's a lot of women surrounding me and of course I've got a little sister too and so in terms of guys it was just really me and my dad (laughs) Um, (laughs) and then loads of girls Um, but yeah um, from growing up with them I mean they they taught me a lot of course they had the, the narrative of you know you should respect women all of that, um, never hit a girl, all of that stuff. So I've, I would like to think that they raised me well in terms of when I got older though, into adolescence, that's when maybe it became murky with the societal um, pressures and what, you, what you're told to do to be a man, etc. Mm-hmm. Maybe that could have um, had, an, had an impact in a way that maybe not have been so healthy. I would like to say now, I'm I'm decent. I'm in a relationship myself, so yeah. Yay! I know you just highlighted a bit of what society might have influenced you in you know regards to women. Do you mm. think that the part where you've experienced more women in your personal life and you know directly and indirectly, like how has it influenced your relationship now, your current relationship? That's a good one because. In terms of women that I have as friends, like you guys um, and girls that I would, I don't even think, oh yeah, let me go after her and pursue her as a potential, I don't know, girlfriend or whether it's a one-time thing or whatever. I feel like all of my relationships with women in that aspect are great. Like we all get along, it's all fine. They, they see me as one of the good guys, quote unquote. But then when it comes to women that I have pursued or and um, I have dealt with on a, in a sexual way. There have been good things and there have been bad things which have shaped my um, perception of women subconsciously. Because going into, whenever I'm talking to a woman, I would like to say that I don't generalize and I take it from, how do you say, uh, one at a time. Like every, yeah. every, every new interaction is a new interaction. So there should no, not be any you know, um, kind of bias already in your head, right? However, when someone asks me a question about women in general and where it's like, oh, you have to generalise, I can only really speak from my own experience. Um, I can speak hypothetically, of course, and say, oh, you know, we shouldn't generalise. But when someone says, oh, has that been the case for you? And I'm like, ah, well, yeah, I have have been. (laughs) I'll be like, yeah, uh, yeah, that has happened to me. Obviously, though, I would like to say, yeah, it's one of cases and it's not all women. But when asking about me and my own experience, then I can only speak on that, really. Okay, would you like, do you mind 
uh, given like one example of each, like the good and the bad side of, because you did mention something about having experienced, you know, a good side and a bad side. And can you give an example of that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, in terms of in terms of relationship. yeah so in terms of dating yeah good sides i've i've only had two girlfriends my current one and my ex and i would say they were both good relationships um mm. like they didn't the last one didn't necessarily end on a bad note it was kind of just me being in a different place and not wanting to continue that relationship mm-hmm. um and the current one you know i'm happy i'm happy with my girlfriend so there are definitely good aspects and you know it's not always oh yeah single life is the best life or anything like that um did you want me to give the bad (laughs) or bad experiences i mean just just an example so you know some people can relate and just see how from i don't know from experiencing something bad can help you grow and be better in another way i'll I'll give just yep. because also you mentioned you've had two girlfriends yeah but i'm guessing in between those times you've been not in relationship maybe engaging in sexual things or just seeing people you know on a more casual basis yeah. so i wonder if those now that you have experiences of both those things how they differ and if you know because it seems like the relationship you have now and even your ex was good and healthy but i can imagine sometimes on the casual side of things perhaps it can get messy i don't know that's where you can fill in the gaps yeah definitely i I would say all of those times were the kind of um quote-unquote scandalous scandalous Mm. times and it's funny because during that time is my mate he's an astrologer he was telling me yeah you're going to be going through a scandalous period of time Mm. and that's basically where, where most of that stuff happened but um yeah i would say so susan you asked me for an example so one of them is where the woman lied about something in in the relationship i'll I'll basically just give you the story but i don't know i think you guys may have known may know this story anyway but um essentially i had slept with a girl and then i was with my mates um and then he told me that he had slept with a girl too but I didn't tell him before. And we were in a pub environment. And my one mistake here was saying, oh yeah, me too. So I was like, yeah, I I also did. So from that now, this man that I just told, who's also stuck with the girl, he went and basically said, did something to the girl. like, oh, I know what you're doing. Right, Mm. so it's aggravated her. And then from that point, she, did she, 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 I, I don't want to say crazy or, or any words mm. like that, but she went off in terms of trying to bring me down. So she was telling everyone, so, you know, we worked at, at Nike, right? Mm-hmm. So she told everyone in the store that I was a liar, that I, that I should not be trusted. And I was getting all this creep stuff. And, and she was bombarding my phone with text messages saying, oh, you're this, you're that, I'm going to report you, etc." And I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, what am I supposed to do? So it was a really mm. stressful time. And I was like, bro, like, how can I, how can I come back from this in terms of everyone's going to think I'm a, I'm a weirdo now. Mm. You know? Funnily enough, we had a mutual friend, me and this girl. Um, and I had told her before she found out, I was like, yo, something's going to come out about me. <laughs> and I don't know why I did this. And I was like, oh, it's, it's not true. So it's very <laughs> ambiguous. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't tell her what it was. I was like, yeah, it's not true. And then um, I went, to see her one day and I could tell like the uh the vibe was different so she must have heard I was like yo I told you it was not going to be true and she's like no nah, I don't I don't don't know what you're what you're playing at and I was like okay cool luckily I had receipts on my phone that didn't necessarily necessarily explicitly say yeah we had done something but it was nuanced in the fact like yeah okay they must have done something so I had to show show that girl and her friend and then eventually she um, confronted the girl that was spreading rumours about me and she brought it down and admitted the truth. Um, but yeah, that's probably the worst situation I've been in in terms of after sex. Mm. There was something I also wanted to uh, see you could break down for us. Um, you said something about 
obviously having the first relationship end in a certain way and it was also because you were not in a I think you said don't quote me but you said you were not in the right space or you're not in the right I don't know the right different place just, you're in a different place different, exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah can you touch on that like what do you mean by that you know what Susan to this day I don't 100% know because whenever someone asks me oh why did you break up with her? I didn't I don't have a definitive answer I was like yeah that's the reason because mm-hmm. afterwards I was heartbroken myself and this is this is how it goes like in terms of double standards so I was like all right cool I broke up with this girl I'd done some stuff with other girls as well the minute I meet up with her again, my ex, and I, and I hear that she had done something with another guy, dude, I flipped. I was like, what? And it's, it's sad, because obviously I'm thinking in my head, yeah, uh, we're not a thing anymore, so I can do what I want. But obviously mm. I hadn't internalised the fact that we were actually over and she wasn't my girlfriend anymore. Mm. Which, like, obviously you should never really think of someone as yours, like they're their own being, etc. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when you're in a relationship, it does kind of start to creep in and um, into your mind and think, oh yeah, they are yours. And you, mm. you know, you say it like colloquially, oh yeah, that's, that's my baby, that's my girlfriend, of course. But thinking of that person still as your girlfriend and finding out someone else has done something with them is, it, it messed me up. So I was like, yo. So how do you think that experience dictated how you moved forward with whether it's the casual encounters or now you're in a relationship so I wonder if that has highlighted anything to you and how you you know are around others and how you even portray yourself So going forward that that did mess me up I reckon and it it's messed up my relationships with girls that I was um kind of seeing after that because mm. here's me now not over my ex and I'm um, saying to other women or kind of stating like through my actions, yeah, I'm emotionally available mm. and I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do something with you. In my head, I'm thinking, oh yeah, it's cool. I, I can just, we can just have sex and, and you know, that's it. But yeah. it's not as simple as that. And even, even if you do say at the beginning or something, oh, I'm not looking for anything. I think a lot of the time you can say that and then if they do catch feelings, you can be like, oh, you know, I said, I said what I said at the beginning. So you can save yourself. But at the end of the day, no one really knows how their feelings are going to develop, right? Mm. And even if you do say, oh, I didn't say well, I was looking for this, they're still going to be hurt, man. So mm. at the end of the day, you've still hurt someone. So it's kind of like, do you want to take that risk um, and embark on something with someone whether they're going to catch feelings or not and and then mess them up however however you're going to mess it up you know it's 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 like that saying hurt people hurt people you know what i mean indeed mm. yeah. <laughs> so what made you feel ready to commit to the relationship you're in now because you guys have been together for quite a while now right mm-hmm. i think yeah it's coming up it's coming up to two years and <laughs> you know what it was it was it was a fact of i, I saw i saw my girlfriend i was one well, not at the time she was my girlfriend, but I saw her and I was like, oh, you know what, I really like this girl. I kind of want to continue. And I did something which most guys probably wouldn't do. And it's, <laughs> I cut off all the other connections before moving forward. Mm. So it might not have been a smart move necessarily, because let's say I had said to all these girls that I was linking casually and said, oh, you know what, I'm not, I'm not on it <laughs> anymore. I've seen this girl I like. And I moved to mm. her and she says, she tells me to, go about my business i'm not ready for <laughs> then then i'm i'm like oh well, i ain't got no options anymore <laughs> but i didn't do that i was like you know what let me cut these girls these girls off and that even that doing that was hurt people you know what i'm saying yeah um it's funny because i remember that period you know i remember when you were um at work when you were like Cut it! Like, I I just remember a scene with you having your phone on you, and you're like, "Nah, nah, I can't be giving my numbers to girls out anymore." And I was like, "Oh, look at Josiah being really loyal." Um, yeah, you had like this blue faded denim gin jeans on, and you had your braids. I remember that day we were like around um, on the second floor. Obviously, we were around the wall, so the main yeah. wall. And I think we we just had some meeting or something, and 
someone mentioned something and you're like, mm, you seemed like, oh no, you're not about to be giving your numbers or you don't want to be giving your contact to some girl. I don't know what it was, but I remember seeing and where you're very particular of not wanting to just be talking to any girl anyhow and you're cutting girls out. I was like, okay, I see you, girl. I see you. <laughs> uh, we, we try, man. We, we try. <laughs> we Indeed. try our best, you know. Indeed. So do you think you've grown since starting... Well, not starting because you guys have been together, like you said, for almost two years. But do you think you've grown in a way, in a different way in this relationship in comparison to how you've been prior to meeting her? Yeah, definitely. So one of the things is in terms of arguments and having arguments with, with your significant other, I think your ego can get in the way of a mm. lot of, of stuff. So I've, got, I've kind of tried to, when, when things start to heat up, instead of shouting back, et cetera, and all of that things, just kind of think, okay, one, is this worth it? Do I, does like, what are we even arguing about? You ever been in an argument and this, at the end of it, it's like, what, why did this even spiral out of some mm. stupid thing? Do you know what I mean? So it's like, let me try my best to prevent it from getting to that stage of where it's too late and everyone's upset mm. and just try and talk, talk about, understanding why they feel that way mm. and then kind of just being like okay I see why you feel that way but I feel like this mm. <laughs> and and my my girlfriend she's she's actually been pretty good at that and, um in terms of like understanding where I'm coming from when it when when I'm upset or whatever when she's upset mm. so yeah she's she's been good with that and also um in terms of she's she's very good in stopping when it gets to that point where it's like oh no nah, let's let's not go too far so let's say for example we're arguing about something and i might start crying mm. if i start crying she'll 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 stop she'll mm. she won't she won't keep going whereas with me sometimes i know it's, it's a bit this is where it gets a bit sad because she cries more often than i do right mm. And so she might start crying early on or crying at, at, a, at a part where I'm thinking it's not that deep. And I'm like, why are you crying? Mm. Right? Which is not good, really, in it. Like, it should be on both equal grounds. It's like, okay, mm. she, I start crying, she stopped. She's, she's crying now. And I'm thinking, you're crying for no reason. And mm. I'm like, why are you crying? <laughs> Hmm. which is bad what do you what do you think about that Rihanna because I can see you're like hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think because for me personally I'm so emotional and yeah. I get that like I can I can start crying before we're even in it like because I'm already feeling a certain way emotions are high in me and I don't think it's anyone's place to say because essentially when you say why are you crying you're placing your judgment on them because you're asking why in a sense of you wouldn't be reacting that way so why are you doing it mm, and yeah. that invalidates their feelings like everyone no, no, not just with your girlfriend just everyone has a right to express their feelings how they want to and if that's crying sooner than you want then you as a man and as a partner need to understand that and then perhaps at a later time when you're not in your conflict understand what makes her cry what makes her get into that position because then you have a better understanding and then you can navigate better with that because then it's her choice if she, if she feels that it's something she needs to change or work on or whatever but if it's genuinely just just the way she is then it, it's up to you I would hope as a partner to try to understand that and be like okay so I have this understanding of you it confuses me but let me try and accept it and and if it's something you can't accept then at that point you have to be like is this for me not mm. not to be so dramatic but essentially no, but when right. you have yeah. these things yeah when you have these things that you don't agree on and you really cannot understand why a person is being that way it comes to the basic point of are we aligned yes or no and mm. if the answer is no and you're not willing to work through it then halas enough don't be out here stressing me for nothing definitely yeah i do rate you for actually even just speaking naturally about the fact that you can cry because mm. you know when you said it i was like 
and and not because I I find anything wrong with it because it's yeah. so un unusual for a man to just naturally say oh I cried like you're talking about uh, you're having this conversation with two women and you just mm. put out oh sometimes we have conflict and I cry and I'm like whoa that's that's powerful and yeah. because you know men are not basically allowed to cry and and mm. it's as if that feeling is legal to men like you can't feel that emotions and it's it's normal you're human so you have the right to express yourself in that way if you choose to and i really i really um rate you for being able to naturally incorporate that in your relationship and show mm. her that side to yourself because i feel like a lot of women um can also benefit from the fact that when they see a man cry it also helps them some, through some sort of healing you know especially yeah. from the part of society that's like oh a man needs to be strong especially a black man you know yeah. a black man needs to be strong and um you shouldn't cry in front of your family and or in front of a, a woman and this and that but to teach women to see that okay if a man breaks down yeah, just exactly what Rihanna says. You can show up for him in that moment and in moment of calmness, eventually you can then speak to him in a way to try and navigate the reason why that happened. So mm. I I do hail you for um, having that in your relationship. I think it's powerful. And yeah. saying it unapologetically as well, because yeah. it's not like you said, oh, this might sound weird, but I cried. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah. Said it. You just and I said think it. that's really important to be able to, navigate through your emotions unapologetically because we yes we're men and women we're talking about relationship but first and foremost we're, we're humans yes so, yeah and we all experience the same thing so yeah i definitely also respect the fact that you're just able to do that and open up to it on a you know on a podcast level because at the end of the day you know other people are going to listen to it and yeah mm. i think it's something people can learn from mm-hmm. yeah d- definitely and now my next point is going to kind of sound like I'm backtracking but I'm not Mm. definitely I'm not yeah but um in terms of what you're saying Susan yeah you're right like it is seen as a bigger thing though I feel if you do see a man crying like generally speaking and I think that may be one of the reasons like it might it might not but generally I I think it might be one of the reasons why it has more of an impact on my girlfriend let's Mm. say when she does see me cry because it doesn't happen often but if it's in a point where we're arguing and it's got really emotional or something then it's like okay oh shit oh like it's more of a shock I feel so okay let me actually do something to stop this from happening but generally speaking I think there's surveys to prove this as well but women do cry more and I feel like whilst it whilst I don't want to kind of invalidate the feelings like you were saying earlier Rihanna it's kind of like it doesn't shock me mm. when I do see my girlfriend cry and I'm like, okay, she's she's crying now. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, head, yeah. There's a different reaction. It's like, oh, she's she's crying now. Whereas if yeah. I start crying, it's like, oh shit, he's crying. Yeah. yeah. But I also think that's okay. It shouldn't be something that shocks you. And also because she knows how you are, she knows that when you do get to that point, it's like she, like you said, she knows she should take take a step back or whatever works for you both and I think that's the difference is knowing people as individuals and how they work because everyone is different some people cry on a big scale others don't cry at all it's just having that really in-depth knowledge of the person you're with and it seems like from what you've explained you both have really tried your best to get to know each other on Mm -hmm. levels that can be quite uncomfortable sometimes what would you both do if your boyfriend started crying to you (laughs) <laughs> um, gone. Go on. <laughs> um i have had it in the past um i honestly don't think it's a big deal i i think people that know me very well as well know that i'm someone that's big on emotions so i don't look at a man any differently for crying especially growing up with someone like my dad my dad has always been an emotional person he's never been afraid to cry in front of any of us you know he's never solely done it with just my mom and he's cried you know there's five of us in total so we've all seen him cry in one room so growing up it was never 
you know it was it was the norm for me and I think that's why when I've gotten into relationships I appreciate it even more because I know how hard it is and I know how hard it can be to open up on that level because I think there's it's different when you speak about things that are emotional but when you're able to then transcend that space and it comes out in tears it's just different and mm. um I appreciate anyone well speaking based on your question I've always I've never looked down at a previous partner for crying and I've always respected the fact that they've allowed themselves to even be vulnerable with me um I would be honest and say if it became a consistent thing it would be like really because only because I'm like that myself yeah. and two I want to understand why you're crying all the time mm. not because you can't I just want to understand why yeah. and then you know we take it from there but um I'm actually quite fascinated by it like it like I said earlier it takes me a lot to cry like and it feels good after I've finished because it's yeah. like okay cool it's flushed out like you know I don't know how someone does end up getting to that point so frequently like so that yeah. they're able to release it because I mean when I was younger there'll be times where you know you get that that in your throat lump in your throat yeah yeah you know that lump in your throat and it's like okay yeah i could do with crying now man like that would that would mm. that would soothe this lump in my throat that would let it go away but nowadays like sometimes the lump does come and i'm just like okay can i cry now but mm. it doesn't it's not it's like it's like i'm not able to and maybe that's from you know society saying don't cry don't cry young man yeah, yeah man don't cry I do think it's okay for men to it's okay for men to cry. I didn't used to think it was okay before, but I now I think the space that I was in before didn't permit me to acknowledge that side to men, but now I've been able to learn and see that it's okay for them to as long as it's not too much <laughs> um based on the kind of person I want to be with, you know. I think everyone is different and I think that um, if you're truth, truthful with yourself and you you know what you truly want in the, in your partner, then you can then have certain conversations and then ask if it's a bit overboard and be like, okay, what's going on? Why are you on a constant breakdown? Not coming at you. I'm just trying to understand you. And then if we're aligned, good. If not, halas, as Rihanna would say. Do you get me? But yeah. Yeah. Ask that same question. Um, to Rihanna so if someone did come to you your partner and mm -hmm. said hey why are you crying <laughs> why are you crying so much <laughs> but in, in a genuine way in a genuine yeah. way they're like yeah hey um, we need to talk about this like I don't understand why you're crying so much is it something I can do to help you etc how would you feel um, so I would definitely like, a part of me would feel hurt because I think in general just with me personally people I've met in my life they don't necessarily understand that about me and I have gone through a phase in my life especially in my teenage years where I did question that part of me like why do I cry so much why am I so emotional and I think over time as you get to know yourself and I'm someone that's very comfortable and secure and confident in myself so it didn't linger too long like it was never a thing of I really questioned it to a point where it was like to my detriment but I think growing up with my dad and just being around someone that was so openly emotional because my mom isn't like that. And funnily enough, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, mom's emotional, dads are not. But mm. in my household, it's not like that. So it's not like I had this um, idea, oh, my mom is emotional, therefore I need to be the same. She wasn't. So I think I would be her and if a partner asked me that it would make me question how much they know me and it would then indicate to me that I need to ask them can you like can you handle me as I am because this is who this is a part of who I am it's not going to change and if you can't deal with it that's fine but then you need to move because you're just in the way like there's nothing that about me isn't going to change because I don't see it as something that it's a detriment to myself it's a part of who I am and it's not a character flaw and if you view it as such 
that's fine it's just that it then shows we're not in alignment um so but that's yeah. that's actually interesting because i think a lot of people um just to refer back to you having to ask that question when you have a conversation with your partner you know highlighting certain things and you're saying okay you're not in alignment but i think a lot of people that's where they seem to fall off because are they actually willing to accept the fact that they're not in alignment with their partner and accept it and actually actively say okay i accept it let's what can we do from here it's either we go separate ways or we have to compromise and i think a lot of people tend to compromise but then it i feel like personally it would eventually backfire you know because if you're not truly in alignment and that person is tired of you know you breaking down all the time and you just say okay you're gonna hold it back a little bit more just because you want to be with them even 10 years later <laughs> the, the bucket will explode you understand so i think mm-hmm. as long as you're being honest and and courageous enough to accept the fact that you might not be aligned with the person then you know things will actually actually work it would make sense because mm. until then you can say yeah i want to compromise and even still how like compromise is also another topic because like how when do you know when to compromise like when do you know when to accept and boundaries no because you're not we're not here to break boundaries do you have boundaries um josiah actually in my, in my relationship yeah i mean I'm, I'm not gonna say you have to have them but i mean without them then it does get sticky it's like oh what do you mean um, I cheated on you. All I did was dance with a girl. All I did was, you know, have an arse shake against against my private parts. That's not cheating. It's not like I put it in, right? So, <laughs> That's so, for so you, wild. <laughs> no, no, but it's true. Like in I some know, cultures, yeah. like if I if I got a wine from a girl, especially if I'm at carnival, yeah, mm. then I might have a, a a woman as a partner, and she she would think it's okay for that to happen because it's a quote unquote cultural thing for mm. a man and a woman to just dance at carnival whereas other people won't see it as that you know so that that's a boundary there i mean how how do you guys feel would you let your man dance with other women in that way which could come across as sexual i don't think i would no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not having that. Right, exactly. So so there's a boundary. Do you not think boundaries should be put up? No, I do think they should be. Okay. Um, In terms of compromises, then that's that's a discussion. But I mean, I guess boundaries are a discussion as well because I could be in a relationship beforehand where twerking um, and, you know, grinding on other girls is okay. Like, we were like, yeah, it's cool. I'm going to go carnival and do my thing. I'm going to do... My, you can do your thing at carnival as well as long as you don't you know do this after then then we're cool you know some i'm sure people do have that in their relationships in terms of compromise i think that obviously that usually tends to be in other areas as well whether it's you know oh i want to i want to go out with my friends every every three nights or something like that oh but what about date night then you kind of got to think about compromise in those situations more so right Mm. so we wanted to read you something and we wanted to know your thoughts on it are you ready yep what is it poetry it's like a i guess a quote that we just saw but we don't know who's by anything like that but we saw it and we thought oh this would be a nice question for josiah because you're actually smart you okay (laughs) get there (laughs) okay so People only treat you and love you from their own level of consciousness. So you have to let it all go. It's not personal. One more time. (laughs) (laughs) People only treat you and love you from their own level of consciousness. So you have to let it all go. It's not personal. Yeah, I agree. Makes sense. Expand. Exactly. (laughs) See, I've been... this, This kind of goes into why... I think we were talking about it earlier in terms of when you see someone get emotional and you're you're thinking why are they acting like that? Um, from the 
the ego's perspective, a lot of the time it's like, what, what the hell? Why I wouldn't do this? I'm better than you. I wouldn't do this. Basically, that's basically what you're telling yourself when um, you're placing judgment on someone. And I think it works the other way round as well. Um, in terms of you've got to kind of put yourself in someone's shoes. I know it sounds cliche to do that, but when you think about them and their person and their kind of whole experience on this plane that we call earth and think, okay, they're treating me because this is how they were brought up. This is what they know. This is who I am to them. Like I'm sure Susan and Rihanna, you might have a similar idea of who I am, but it could both be very like, yours is probably going to be pretty, pretty similar, but compared to let's say my boys or Shimu, for example, he looks at me in probably a completely different way that, you guys look at me right and that's because of the experiences that you and you you both and I have had together and how he's had his experiences with me so it's kind of just a co collection of don't mean to sound like technical about it but breaking it down it's a collection of the data that you have perceived and that has built up an image of how you perceive me so in terms of I mean, that's, that's your consciousness, essentially. And the way you behave towards me because of that, whether it be love, hate, or whatever, is just based on your perception of what you've collected about me. And not even just about me, myself. It could go from before me, your perception on men, your perception of people that you've met that are like me, that might have the same vibe that I bring. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, I think it also falls back to what we were talking about earlier on, um, about just attracting, you know, your kind of beings, you know, when mm. you're in a certain space and time, um, you tend to attract people that are similar to you. So if I think me, I, correct me if I'm wrong, Rihanna, like when we talk about you, when we refer to you, um, or when we hear you speak, we kind of recall certain things about our experiences and it's funny that you mentioned it as well because it's true like we talk about you and we're like wow Rihanna I was gonna say um Josiah is actually you know and not to say that other people are not deep it's just because we have similar experiences and because we're on a, a certain kind of path um as individuals and as friends we also see that in you so it's easier to kind of bond with you because when we have conversations, we're able to understand each other without having to explain certain things on a deeper level or break down certain things. So I do definitely agree with what you're saying. And, and to refer back to the quote, I, I agree with the quote, um, especially because if you, if you know who you are and you know what you have brought to the table and you offer as a friend, brother, sister, relationship, whatever you want, um, you also understand that, you know, people have had their own experiences and they will come back to you based on what they've experienced. You know, yeah. just because you give someone um, a certain kind of relationship, you offer your relationship in a certain way, doesn't mean they have to do the same thing for you. And it's up to you as well to understand when to back off. If they don't give you what you would have desired or what you would have wanted, then you know when to back off. You, you shouldn't get into a relationship expecting someone to treat you the way you would want them to, the way you would treat them, if I'm making mm. sense. Mm. What do you think, Rihanna? Like I agree. Like If you think about it, just from a very simple perspective, we all project onto each other. Like whether we like it or not, we do. Because like Josiah said, we all have expectations of the way we want to be treated. And it is quite a selfish perspective because you are then placing your own expectations onto someone else. You want them to treat you a certain way. And that might not be how they're built. They might express love or kindness in a completely different way to you and that doesn't mean they're not kind it's just that it's different to what you're used to and so then you take it personal and you're like why are you not doing this yeah. the way I want you to yeah. but it has nothing to do with you like it says it's not personal and I think the minute communication goes out the window you have no hope because you don't you're expecting someone to treat you a certain way without communicating and giving them the opportunity to say 
this is not how this is not what love looks like for me therefore yeah. i cannot treat you this way and then you can make the um, decision to be like okay cool and then you dip do you think though as if you're in a relationship with someone and mm. if you guys are you guys familiar with the love languages mm-hmm. right so let's say for example you um are with your partner and you are someone that um likes receiving gifts for example mm. and the other person is a is a touchy touchy person they like mm. touching a lot right so if you know that the person that you love or is is with are with um likes receiving a lot of gifts but you yourself show love to them by cuddling them and you know all of that and they they might appreciate that but in their head they're thinking ah this person doesn't actually love me like when was the last time they gave me a gift Mm. right you're thinking with without the communication or knowing that you're thinking dude of course i love this person like can you not see i'm always wanting to be close to you i'm always touching you like when i don't need to be touching you of course i love you (laughs) does that do you think that conversation needs to be had and if it even if it is had because it might not be something that is always you know um on your mind and you know consciously thinking oh i need to give this person gifts because that's how Mm. they know that i love them or should it be oh they're touching me so i know that they love me do you get what i'm saying yeah i think yeah 100 percent. it's a conversation that needs to be had because you are then if we're thinking about the concept of the love languages those are things that matter to you that are important to you Therefore, if you're going to get into a relationship, you need to communicate that with your partner because they don't know how to love you. Mm-hmm. They, can, they only know what love is and their perception of it. So they might, and they, like you said, have their own past life, their own past experiences. So they might think, oh, this has worked in the past for me. Let me just carry on doing that. But because you're different, it may not work. So like you use the new example, buying gifts. That might not work for someone. So you could be buying all these gifts and they're just there like, okay but i'd prefer if you cook for me for example Mm. so you can do as all the love language you want if you're not doing the right one because you haven't one you haven't cared enough to ask two you don't respect yourself enough to let them know and you're just sitting there being upset but you haven't opened your mouth okay yeah that's that's true you know like communication again like every other thing in life like life would be so easy if we're able to just communicate um but of course, it's not easy because I'm saying communicate. It's not like I can, you know, but um, at the end of the day, like if you if you're getting into a relationship, I think communication should be fun. Like it should be fundamental for you, yeah. whatever kind of relationship it is. If you have a certain thing that you like and you want certain things no one knows you better than you know yourself. So don't expect the next person you're dating or the person you're with to know that if you don't tell them or you don't show them you know the saying to say you teach people how to treat you well mm-hmm. you teach people how to treat you so if there's something that you like um and you're not communicating it to your partner how are they supposed to you know how are they supposed to show up for you in the way that makes you feel good so that that's where communication is important you tell them what you think what you like you express that to them but yeah, just communicate. Tell them what you want. They will know what you want and they'll do it. And they'll make the effort to show up for you. Even if it's hard, you know, as you said, people have different experiences. I can find it hard to, let's say, um, be a touchy person, right? And I find it easier to buy you stuff. You like to be touch, touched. The difference, I think, is when you communicate that to me and I communicate to you that I find it hard, like it's not something based on my past experiences. It's not something that I'm used to, but I'm able to make an effort to do it. Then I think there's a, a bit of a balance there because then you know that it's not something that comes easy for me, but I'm making the effort to do it if I'm making sense. So yeah, I think as long as you communicate it and you guys have the talk, it should be fine. What do you think? I was going to say, Susan, one thing. I'm going to be difficult before because you said about effort and I want to touch on that in a bit but what if you're with someone and you or they don't know what it is that you know they don't know themselves they don't know what it is that makes them feel loved then you don't get in a you don't get in a relationship really no you shouldn't get in a relationship if you don't know who you are 
and and I'm not saying you know yourself 100%, but you need to know yourself enough to be able to show up for yourself in a relationship first and then show up for the other person. Because I think, I think it's very careless of us to put ourselves in a position to, especially an intimate relationship, like, you know, partnership and like, not just friendship, you know, I think we have relationship with everything, but when it comes to you knowing another person that you want to, you know, spend the rest of your life with per se, um, and you don't know who you are, I wouldn't recommend you get in a relationship because then you have to know the other person. So if you don't know who you are, you don't know how you want to be loved. You don't know how to take care of yourself. What makes you think you're able to do that for the other person? Mm, you know, and true. of course there's situations where it comes out good at the end, you know, you, you don't know who you are. You end up and you have the right person. They support you, they guide you and you're able to become, you know, the best version of yourself. But usually ideally, personally, I would recommend, you know, who you are first, spend time by yourself, learn to be alone, not be lonely. There's a difference between lonely and alone. Learn to be alone before you get in a relationship because hmm, you're a whole, you're a whole universe on your own mm -hmm. imagine then having another person yeah and then imagine them bringing children in the picture listen no mm -mm. so how do you know when you've known enough about yourself though you could get in a relationship and of course you want to grow in a relationship right and you're probably going to be discovering other things about yourself so how do you know okay now is the right time for me to get in a relationship um, because I think I know myself. And then you might get in the relationship and let's say they took your advice and they're like, okay, let me, Susan said, let me get to know myself first then I can go into a relationship. Susan, Susan did not say anything, but you don't want to do something you're not ready for. And I think, I think personally for me, I can only speak from, from my own experience. And mm. I think being able to be alone yeah spending time with myself and getting to know myself getting to know my dark sides my beautiful sides the sides that I'm ashamed of that only me know about um you know within myself and then learning to show up in a way like spending time on my own isolating myself in the sense that I get to know these flaws the dark the good the bad the ugly of myself without feeling lonely and having to run away from that and running into some, you know, being with someone else. So that can distract me from actually spending time with myself. If I'm making sense, like if yeah. the moment you, you, you know, there are things that you know, you need to work on, you know, you're, you, you, you lack confidence. Why do you lack confidence? Do you intend to spend time understanding and unraveling the fact that you lack confidence or you just, jump into a relationship with the next person because they show you attention you know the little things that you can you can notice and just respect yourself enough to want to work on before you mm -hmm. get into a relationship and there I, I don't think there's a you know specific time for me to be like okay i'm ready for a relationship now um when it's time it will happen i think everyone's journey is different and everyone's timing is different but the moment you're more aware and you're more present in, you have a vision of the kind of person you want to be and the kind of life you want to create for yourself. And you constantly show up for yourself in a way that leads you to, through that path to becoming. And I believe that we evolve every day. We believe, I believe that um, we become closer. We get, it's either we come closer to, you know, the best version of ourselves or we, we go further uh, away from it. So the more you're doing that, focusing on yourself, then you're able to attract that kind of vibe, you know, the kind of person that will then take you through another journey of self-exploration because at the end of the day, it's self-exploration, you know? When you're in a relationship with someone, you they might bring up things about you that on your own, you wouldn't be able to see. And that gives you another opportunity to then break that down and choose what to do with it. It's up to you what you do with it. You know, what do you think, Rihanna? Because I feel like I'm talking a lot. I don't Isn't think I... you do. I think yeah. you have to have a level of understanding of yourself before being selfish and, you know, getting into something that you're not willing to put 
a hundred percent into because you have to have a level of understanding of yourself but then there has to be that element of risk because you're never going to know when you're entirely ready if we all knew that we wouldn't put ourselves in situations that make us uncomfortable we wouldn't apply for that job and all these different things you know you just have to take that risk and I think for me the idea of taking that risk with someone is scary but if they compliment you they'll guide you through it you'll guide each other through it and I don't think it has to be complicated you just have to be transparent and say you know this is hard for me but I'm willing to make it work and that's the difference if you're not willing then don't get into one yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think Josiah because you posed that question so yeah I mean me personally I've got a kind of controversial view but I believe in divine timing and that everything happens for a reason so if if I if I feel like I'm going against um the tide and I'm pushing too much against the universe I'm trying to say no no I don't want this I don't want to leave this job I don't you know what I'm saying then I shouldn't be doing that if I'm with a girl and you know all the signs are saying yeah this is the girl that you're supposed to be with this is the girl that you know um you're gonna build a future with and I'm trying to say no that's not for me I'm not ready yet but every, mm. the universe is just saying, nope, this is it. This is the one, let's say every other relationship you try and get into fails and then they keep pushing you back to the other one. Then it's like, well, I guess I must be ready then. And I, I'm ready to start something, ready to start this journey. Um, so yeah, that's my view on it. If you have um, an understanding as well that when you go into a relationship, for as much as you know, people want it to be the one or it's for everything, if you go into a relationship with that mindset you're setting yourself up for a whole world of hurt afterwards because there's nothing guaranteeing that this is going to be your last relationship and yeah you can want that as much as you want but i think the moment it ends it will hurt you and it's just having a different perspective on it like if you're willing to take that risk and then it doesn't work out there is definitely a lesson in it because it didn't work out for a reason and i think when you delve into those reasons it can be quite sad hurtful all of these things but it again like susan said it's self-exploration it teaches you what you're willing to stand for perhaps if you lowered your boundaries or whatever you might have done that you think okay i've got to do this differently the next time and then when you do it the next time you'll have more knowledge to go into it hopefully that it will last longer but i think the minute you start to put too many constraints in yourself, it feels forced. And like you said, the divine timing just doesn't work out. Mm. Talking of divine timing, I was literally going to say, you're out here looking like some spiritual guru. Um, even, like, <laughs> <laughs> even with your looks, you know, you're very calm, very present, very, you know, soothing, which I love. We love, I guess. Um, I thought you were going to say that's what it is exactly 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 the chain the the black (laughs) this divine divine um relaxation basically and you keep mentioning you know universe and all that and in the beginning you mentioned your friend being an astrologer and all that do you want to talk tap into that a little bit you know just how your relationship because i feel like you're you're exploring that correct me if i'm wrong it seems like you're exploring it you're right Um, yeah so So i do look into things um spiritually you know there's do research in terms of what other people are saying there's a lot if you're in the spiritual community right now and you see like these youtubers doing doing videos there's there's a lot they're talking about right now in it which Mm. if you want to look into that that's cool Mm. (laughs) but that's 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 some heavy stuff and if i talk about that now i'm just gonna sound like um a conspiracy theorist as they as they call us but um in terms of (laughs) at least in terms of relationship like in terms of your relationship yeah so i i like i said it's, it's pretty much what i said susan is in i believe that where i'm at right now is where i'm supposed to be with um you know who i'm with and i love the person if we're meant to be together then i believe we will be together do you know what mm. i mean like mm. it's kind of what rihanna said if it, um you've got to change your perspective in on terms in terms of like if i do break up with this person cool yeah i might be upset 
but I can't be like, oh, this is the end of my world, you know, because mm. obviously it's not like the universe is saying, no, nah, I've got something better for you. Indeed. Doesn't mean that it's going to be a, you know, in terms of compatibility wise and for you yourself, like, no, nah, this is what you need to be with or who you need to be with, what, what you need to be on. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What yeah, I, I do think that, you know, sometimes we tend to to cut ourselves short, you know, like the universe has bigger and better plan goal for us because we tend to just move with, you know, what we want. But sometimes yeah. what we want isn't necessarily what we need. And yeah. the moment you're able to shift that perspective and just allow and flow and trust and and you know, trust the universe, everything, as you said, divine timing will flow and work in your best interest. And most of the time we don't see it even when it's happening until maybe deep down in the past, you were like, oh, it makes sense. Because if I had gone that way, I thought yeah. I wanted that, but I actually do not. I need this, I this you know? So I definitely agree on that with you. Yeah. All right. All right. So on the show, we like to encourage people to look after themselves. And we know that that looks different for everyone. So can you share with us some of the things that you do that are part of your self-care routine? Yeah, I'll tell you what's something I've stopped doing recently, um, which I don't know, take, take it or leave it. You can do what you want. But um, in terms of skincare products, I've stopped using random things. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's just like I started looking on the back of because I've got this bio oil right here, and mm -hmm. I was looking on the back of it. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck any of this shit is. You know what I'm saying? I'm just putting it on on myself. Like, cool, it might work. People say yeah, it works, but me myself, I don't know what any of it does. Like, mm. <laughs> really and truly. So um, I've, I've just stopped doing that, and I've started just going back to the natural um, things that we have here. So like mm. on my dress, I've got some shea butter. And I mix that with um, tea tree oil and black seed oil. And I use that as my lotion. So that's like, what, three ingredients? I know exactly what I'm putting on my face. And then big up, Susan. Uh, make some CMOS. Uh, yeah, prep, I drink that too. <laughs> so, you know, CMOS is mad. Everyone's, if you see it on my face and you know what I want. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dark soul mama, come order for me. Dark soul mama, come on. Yeah, I'm come, hook like, you up. <laughs> come on. That's what we're on. So you heard it from Josiah, just read your ingredients, please. It's simple, it's something you can do. And if you care about your skin and your body, you'll thank you later. That's right. So moving on to our quote for the day. So our quote is, the ego seeks to divide and separate. Spirit seeks to unify and heal. Do with it what you... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have this prepared. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of that, actually? Was it ego seeks? The to... ego seeks to divide and separate. Spirit seeks to unify and heal. Yeah, I agree. I'm yeah. trying. Like, I know you kind of mentioned it earlier, Susan, about ego. Like it's a, it can be a good thing, but for the most part, using it too much, which I think most people do, mm -hmm. I'm trying to kind of diminish it to a small, small little little thing where it can still be there, but. I don't con confront it too much and just always kind of be aware of it because I, I don't know if you kind of noticed throughout the conversation that we've been having I'm trying to refer back to you know just thinking from other people's perspectives and not trying to think that you are the best and everything that you think is right etc because mm -hmm. it's just like I said a lot of the time what you think is just a collection of what you've been taught so Mm. deep that's nice all right so what are you grateful for today josiah i'm grateful for being in touch with these two queens right here hey i'm, glad. <laughs> I'm grateful for being able to chat to both of you these two queens oh, um sweet. again and have great conversations um really appreciate you guys inviting me onto the podcast Oh, that's sweet. Aww. Oh, that that's sweet. sweet. Thank you. What are you grateful for, Rihanna? Um, I'm grateful to have Josiah on the podcast. And I'm not just saying that because he just said it. But I think it's really nice to have a male perspective, but also one that, that is intelligent. 
because sometimes it is hard to have conversations with men and mm. they're just looking at you like what are you talking about mm. so it's nice to actually have someone that is a man and we're aligned in a way but you know we don't necessarily agree on everything but I think that's what's nice because then you open yourself up to different opinions and perspectives and it's just it broadens my horizons basically so I'm, I'm grateful for that Okay. Well, I'm grateful to see you, Josiah. It's actually nice to see you. It's been a while. Um, I really miss your voice. <laughs> um, but it's nice to see you and your smile. So I'm grateful that I've been blessed to be able to do that today. But yeah, that's it for today. Thank you for coming on the show. And thank you guys for listening and hope you have a lovely week, uh, weekend ahead, whatever it is. Um, speak to you guys on our next one peace peace take care